This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Tallman Equipment, where they pride themselves on equipping their customers with the tools they need to get the job done right. They are dedicated to set the standard for quality, convenience, and reliability. At Tallman, your opinion is important to them. Rate and review any product or tool you've used on their new website at tallmanequipment.com. Line 11 Clothing Company. Making apparel for our first responders with a positive message to patriots that you can be proud of. A proceed of the cost goes to helping our foundation ignite the fire for father engagement. Give them a follow at Line11Clothing on Instagram. And last but not least, Monzingo Knives. Each knife is created with craftsmanship that only a tradesman could provide. Find them on Instagram at Monzingo Knives and get your American-made Monzingo knife today. Hey guys, welcome to the Show Up Dad. This podcast is created for hardworking fathers. At the Show Up Dad, we recognize that fathers providing for their children is certainly important. But when men truly understand their unique role and gain the knowledge and skills to be great fathers, they can transform and impact future generations. Today's guest is Cody Sandoval. He is a Christ follower, a husband, a father, a friend, and a journeyman lineman. He's been in the trade for about 20 years. He topped out in June of 2006 from the best apprenticeship in the country, our very own CalNev JATC. He currently works at a Phoenix utility out of local 266 for about 14 years, where he's been heavily involved with the apprenticeship for about nine, teaching transformer theory. He's been married to Katie Sandoval for just over 15 years, and together they have three kids, Paisley, Lane, and Piper. Welcome to the show up, brother. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Cody, as we always open on the show, I like to have you give our listeners a brief background history about yourself, like uh, your childhood, your upbringing and stuff like that, if you don't mind. No, it's cool, man. Yeah, I grew up uh, in Yuma, Arizona. Um, I was actually born in Casa Grande, but we moved to Yuma shortly after that. Um, Yeah, my mom and dad were together for I don't know they were getting together till I was about five or six and they ended up splitting up but uh my dad was always a part of my life and uh he was a truck driver mm-hmm. by by trade that's what he did but he also liked to uh he also did a lot of woodworking so it's kind of funny looking back now because I I'm very detail oriented and what I do and, and how I, I go about my jobs and laying my stuff out and, um, and doing all that. And it's funny cause I can look back and, and see a lot of traits and that my dad had that I now have, you know? Mm. Um, so it, it was a lot of, it, it was a lot of fun growing up there in Yuma, man. I, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of good examples, a lot of good, uh, good men of a lot of men of God that were, uh, good men of God that were, that spoke into my life from a young age and um yeah just i don't know it was a it was a little tough i guess growing up without without having my dad around but mm-hmm. but uh there was always there was always those uh those men that always were able to come in and and kind of make up for for things that i was lacking you know mm-hmm. but uh my mom on the other hand i tell you what man my mom is tougher than woodpecker lips <laughs> she really is man um i have yet to meet a human on this earth that is a harder working person than my mom she uh my work ethic my grit my worth ethic and my grit man i know i know i get that from my mom mm-hmm. and uh growing up man we we didn't have a whole lot i grew up in a little trailer out in the foothills you know but uh we never did have a, a need that went went um you know we never went without you know everything that we needed we had and she made Mm -hmm. sure of that um growing up she she had two jobs for a long time she uh we should work all week and then on the weekends we would uh she'd get up four or five in the morning and throw me in the car and we'd go and she'd clean office buildings and call them the old cleaning jobs you know (laughs) yeah and uh, yeah she uh she was tough, man. She's a tough lady. Um, but we did that for a long time. And, and, uh, when I got into high school, uh, she ended up, 
becoming a, a bailiff in Superior Court there in uh, Yuma County. She was actually the first bailiff, uh, female bailiff, excuse me, in Yuma County ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty cool, man. I mean, we went from not having a whole lot to to doing doing a lot better. And uh, yeah, it was a good time, man. I did a lot of hunting and fishing, more more fishing than hunting. I'm a, I'm a huge bass fisherman. Oh, right, so, on, right on. Yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> man. So, uh, but it's kind of funny, man, looking back, mm-hmm. looking back and seeing all the, uh, the influences in your life and, and how they shape you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's interesting. It really is. But, but, uh, anyway, getting back into high school, I went to Yuma high, mm-hmm. uh, go criminals. <laughs> so all my buddies will be like, yeah. So, so yeah, Yuma high school, man um freshman year i got into a welding program there and i really thought that was something i really wanted to do was be a welder Mm -hmm. and the underwater welding thing really interested me a lot and Mm -hmm. um in the meantime my sister had married a lineman which at the time i had no idea what what linemen were or had no (laughs) clue you know he worked on power lines that's about all i knew and didn't have any idea what that entailed and uh, I actually, he actually ended up starting his own contracting company here in uh, Phoenix. Oh, wow. And I went, I went to work for him one summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I was just like a yard grunt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just doing whatever they needed. But uh, one day, we had to go rent some material out to a job. And I remember going out, and all these guys were up in the air working, you know? And I was like, what the heck? what's that all about? And he, they, he like looked at me and he was like, that's line work kid. Like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> I was like, Holy crap, man. I was like, that's, I was hooked from then on. I was like, I'm doing that. And that I was just hooked. That's, I knew that's what I was going to do. And, uh, from then on, you know, he helped me out a lot. He, he told me what I needed to do, kind of the, the direction I needed to go in, in the ways of like schooling, what I needed to concentrate on and, and get mm-hmm. good at. And, Man, I, I tell you, that's what I did. I, mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of buckled down and, and, and got her done. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated high school, I graduated in 2000. Um, I ended up getting my CDL and just, I took some college classes like trig and electrical theory and stuff like that. And uh, I was just trying to get hired somewhere just as a groundman, just to get some experience. And um, finally, I got on with a utility here in Arizona and uh, I was applying for apprenticeships and everything and in 2003 I ended up going to CalNev. Wow yeah with Hoppy right it was Hoppy here at the time or? Uh, Dude Omondo was running the program Bob Bass was their assistant (laughs) and uh, oh man there was there were some good good instructors there Felix was there Uh uh, uh, Roy (laughs) Roy You, you remember Roy Young? No, I never met Roy Young, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, he was a, I tell you what, that guy had more experience than good. Dude, I swear to crime any, that guy knew Slim. He was a heck of a handle, Roy, and I really appreciated him. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. brother. Um, going back to your childhood, brother, I wanted to ask you, what do you remember? How do you remember your father interacting with your mother? Cause that, that plays a big role. I know that is in a young man, you know what I mean? And how we treat our wives. So what do you remember from that? Yeah. You know, um, some of my earliest memories, I remember, uh, my mom and dad, I'm, it's kind of funny. Like I remember back one of my earliest memories is my dad picking me up from school and, uh, he used to go and we'd stop by the drugstore, grab me a root beer, you know, and we'd go home. And uh, I was real young though then, like I was, I was probably four or so, something mm-hmm. like that, picking me up from from daycare or whatever. But they got along great. But my dad had some um, some issues, you know. He had some drinking issues and stuff like that that mm-hmm. he just never really could get over. But uh, oh. And I tell you, there were some, there were a lot of really good memories and mm-hmm. there, there were a lot of other ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. For but, sure. uh, yeah. So 
my dad though after that after all that stuff happened and and they split up you know they had a it's kind of funny they they were and it's kind of hard looking back on that because yeah yeah for sure but uh but my dad always always had a, a good relationship with my mom for my sake you know yeah and uh they they spoke they spoke well of each other and my mom never never bad mouthed my dad in front of me and my my dad did likewise but um yeah it was it was what it was yeah yeah for sure and that's good to see that they never spoke ill about each other to you you know what i mean a lot of times that doesn't happen you know with uh, i've talked to uh fathers who they've had they're all out wars you know what i mean and they're they're using their kids as shields and stuff like that and man that just totally just devastates that child you know what i mean because here's this man who is talking horribly about this woman who this child absolutely loves and adores that's his mama you know what i mean and vice versa you know what i mean and what kind of message are you sending that child you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know um that's you know when anytime a dad talks bad about about their kid's mom to the Mm -hmm. kid you know that that's 50 percent of that kid too you know and yep um yeah you can't ever do that man you just you got to just do the tough thing you know be the bigger guy and and do what's right for your kid that's really it that's all that matters absolutely having that why and that purpose you know what i mean that's uh yes sir that's one of the things uh even as linemen we need to figure out you know what i mean that hey man why are we doing this job for you know yeah why are we being safe why are we following protocol why are we following the rules why because we have a family or someone who cares about us to come home with all our hands all our, our, our arms, our legs, you know what I mean? And just to be able to come home, you know what I mean? Um, I recently went through an OSHA 510 class where they're having us become instructors for that, right? I'll be teaching that. And uh, man, one of the things I heard them say is like the effects. It's not just like when you cut corners and stuff like that and you get hurt, it doesn't just doesn't affect you as a person, right? All the other factors that it trickulates down to, I look at it as kind of like step potential, you know what I mean? How electricity yeah. tends to want to take all paths to ground, right? Oh, we, yeah. We agree on that. It's the same thing. It takes all these different avenues, all these different paths when you cut these corners, and it has all kinds of different effects, you know what I mean? From your own mental health, because now all of a sudden you cannot work. So what does that happen? Now you're, you're depressed, you're, you're, you know, your kids have a tendency of saying, okay, What's wrong with daddy? Why is he angry? I'm going to take it upon myself because I must've done something wrong. Cause kids team or, or kids have the ability to personalize everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. To it affecting your monetary to now the kids getting teased at school because he doesn't have good shoes now because your dad can't afford them because he took a, a shortcut. I mean, there's so many different things that could happen from that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Absolutely that's why it's so important to have that. Why, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the consequences of an accident in our trade have dramatically increased over the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at any of the OSHA reports, like the, the fault current calcs are just, they're outrageous. Yes. <laughs> they're outrageous. There's no such thing as having a little burp anymore. And, and, you know, you're able to walk away from that without going to the hospital you're that's a that's one of those unicorn moments you know what i mean yeah so um yeah man like knowing the why knowing the not cutting corners not uh i mean like i I heard you talking about it in one of your other podcasts where you're talking about like you know us as, as linemen with a brand new apprentice like we might take an apprentice up and we might tell the apprentice like hey you know like hey we're cutting a corner right here you know and you cut the corner and you get used to cutting that corner but now to that apprentice that cut the corner is now the new that was his corner so now when he goes to cut the corner he's going to cut it even more Mm -hmm. and you know that if you kind of if you draw it out it's like that pyramid you know they talk about like the safety pyramid and all that that's really what they're talking about you know the 
the fatality doesn't just typically like statistically it doesn't just happen it mm-hmm. was a long road to get to that and it's it's very interesting if you look at the trends and the tracking of numbers mm-hmm. of how they get there it's almost predictable like if yeah. you do this if you get used to cutting this corner you're gonna cut this corner mm-hmm. and then the next guy that watched you do that is gonna cut this corner and it's not very many more steps to where um you got a fatality on your hands and as linemen man we got a you really have to be disciplined in bringing up the next, if you have an apprentice on your crew, you know, everybody knows like you get to be a journeyman for a while, you know, the corners that you're okay cutting and you're comfortable cutting because you know, you know, the risk, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I say cutting corners, I'm talking like little stuff, but to that brand new ape, you know, he doesn't know that Mm-mm. he doesn't know that stuff. So um it may seem kind of over the top in mm. in practice but um and it's easy for me like on a podcast to say this stuff you know out there and tell everybody to do this crap but mm. dude you got to get disciplined and doing everything the consistently like like following the safety rules consistently like when you're rubber gloving you know you're going to go into the contact area. Well, let's rubber up before we go into the contact area. Hey, I'm rubbering up, gloves on. Have your apprentice tell you back, okay, gloves on. Go in, do your work. Come out of the contact area. Okay, we're out of the contact area. We covered everything up. Now we're going to take our gloves off, you know, and then we can go back to work. But having that consistency of message where, hey, kid, like this is how we do it every single time. This is how you do it every single time and driving that into their head um man that's in my experience i've been doing this a long time now and that's that's how you guys are is by doing that Mm -hmm. no absolutely and they watch us too and it's no different than having our own children because our children are watching everything we do so you got to have that level of consistency um one of the the sayings i like so much and i've heard it from a, a another uh podcaster influencer his name's wes watson Uh, He says, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that is absolutely true. So if you're going to, you know, cut corners or whatever, that's how you're going to do everything in life. So if you're cutting corners at work, what are you doing at home? You know what I mean? And I liken it to this and hear me out, Cody. We talked about these consequences, right? These slow, steady pyramid, right? And how all of a sudden they lead to a fatality. Well, how do you think a death of a marriage happens? It's the yeah. same concept, right? See, slow, I call them compromises. We call them cutting corners, but there really are compromises. We're compromising here. We're compromising there. We're, we're, we're putting our wife last, whatever it may be. We're flirting on a text. We're, we're doing all these small compromises. I think we're going to be safe, which are really cutting corners. All of a sudden, we get to this point to where enough is enough. And before we know it, our marriage is dissolved. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and as intentional as we need to be in the field, you have to be even more intentional at yes. home, you know, cause to be honest with you, like I love, I love being a lineman. I love line work, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a husband and a father that does line work. It's not yes. the other way around. And you know, um, uh, Oh man, you ever, you ever listen to James Dobson, like family talk? Yeah. That's another yes. really great podcast. I really enjoy listening to him. I've, I've learned a lot. And he talks a lot about that mm-hmm. being intentional, mm-hmm. intentionally doing something, intentionally taking the time to, when you get home, like intentionally grabbing each one of your kids and giving them a hug and asking each one of them, like, how you doing? Like, how was your day? You know, yep. and, and getting, you know, even teenagers, I got a third, man, it sounds disgusting for me to say this. <laughs> I got a 13 year old, man. She just turned 13 and I'm kind of grossed out. I can't believe I'm, I have a teenager. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gross, but like, she'll have friends over, you know, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't let up. I ain't going to let up around her friends. I, I come in the door, I grab her, I give her a big old hug, you know, and Yep. And uh, how's your day? You know, and, and she might act like she don't like it, but I know she likes it. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. And, and uh, 
even some of our goofy old friends that come over sometimes i'll grab them you know how's your day and grab <laughs> headlock or something you know and let them know hey i care you know yeah i i, I try to make that an intentional thing where um you know it's it's easy and i have i have to intentionally do it but mm -hmm. it's easy just to walk in the door and you're tired and you're just you had a bad day and your foreman's a pie hole and your apprentice is half tarted and whatever whatever the <laughs> whatever, problem yeah. is you know whatever it is <laughs> and walk in and just be frustrated and just kind of want to veg out and just watch a movie or something or whatever <laughs> but um intentionality is that's a huge part of succeeding in your marriage and your being a father all that mm -hmm. you know uh, i have found the busier i get you know we're all busy right we all yeah. got stuff going on but the busier that i get i start to find consistencies with what like where my priorities start going like um my wife she's busy too she's she teaches dance and ballet and all this stuff and she's got stuff going on and it's funny man i'll i'll walk in and sometimes she's like on you know doing some scheduling something on the computer doing whatever and i'll say hey babe how's your day you know and she'll look up at me and it was good and just go back to her <laughs> thing you know and and then it ticks her off and she, she's going to listen to this and laugh but um Sometimes I intentionally like kind of dig at her a little bit just to, yeah. <laughs> just to let her know I'm here, you know, and, and not not in a mean way, but just I really want to see how her day went. And I, I want to talk to her and I, I try to be intentional in that. And mm -hmm. Sometimes she smacks me upside the head. But, um, you know, later on we, we make an intentional effort to to turn everything off and just talk. You know, that's a that's real important. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, that's awesome that you said that because. Dude, you're absolutely right, bro. It's all about that intentionality. It's all about having that intention, right? Um, I relate that to no wasted moves. You know, you've yeah. heard that tons of times in, in the trade, oh, yeah. right? Don't waste any moves, kid, or whatever. And it's the same thing. That's being intentional with everything we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, coming in, hugging your kids, even if they don't want to be hugged, you know, getting them in that headlock or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things I've been doing with my teenage daughter, because she's 15 now, is, dude, it's it's rough, dude. <laughs> let me tell you, bro. But I've made it a point with my teenage daughter because I don't want anything hidden, right? Mm -hmm. I want her to feel comfortable with me bringing over a guy who's her friend or whatever, right? So she'll bring over this geeky dude. You know, and I will talk to him, you know, I'll be like, and I'll be goofy myself. You know, we're linemen, you know what I mean? Nothing shames us really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'll be goofy with him. I'll ask him all kinds of questions and call him a different name or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we had this one kid who came in and uh, I think his name was like uh, Dax or whatever. And I'm calling him Don or yeah, you know I mean, and he kept on he kept on telling me his name, and I'm like, oh, okay, Don, <laughs> Dave, or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, and then I, I and then I gave him a soda, and I was like, I'm just joking with you, brother, you know what I mean? And just just having a good time and just breaking down those barriers, you know, because I never want those barriers built to where my daughter can't come to me in case something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want her to feel that that safety, that building that bridge of her being able to communicate with me. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, even with our apprentices or even with uh, our peers in the trade or whatever, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You yeah. know, so when you're asking, you're yeah. taking the time and asking, hey, man, how's your kids? How would you do this weekend? How was your weekend? How was your day or whatever? You know what I mean? They're like looking at you like, oh, it was good. We we did this. And before you know it, you know what I mean? You're creating those open loops. You know what I mean? So you can have conversations and it gets easier when you are asking them, hey, brother, can you watch my back on that face? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Like that's exactly what uh, I think is really missing in our trade. You know, mm -hmm. we're into this totally production is everything. You know, if it's not fast and then you're fired you know i mean it, it's it's always been like that in construction but mm -hmm. um 
man, with this, with the amount of work and stuff that's going on and the deadlines and the amount of money sitting on the table, it's getting worse and worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And we lose a lot of that, that really community that I think has really made us, made the lineman community strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shoot, like where I'm at now, like <clears throat> a lot of the trainers that I, that I train with now, mm-hmm. um, they live a long ways away from me. They live actually in like an East Mesa and I tell them they need to move over West, but whatever. But <laughs> a lot of those guys hang out with each other, like on the weekends and they go fishing and their families hang out and they hunt together and everything. And, um, and I'm kind of on, I mean, I get along really great with them. Everything we're, we're all really good friends, but mm-hmm. um, we have a really good community and linemen where I'm, that I'm, where, that I'm working with now, like, the little division that I'm in, we have a really good community. Like we're super tight. Um, if anybody has a problem, like we, we handle it, you know, we talk to each other. We, we, we know each other's kids. We know each other's families. And um, man, like you said, like when you have that kind of relationship with somebody that you're working with and, and something as dangerous as we're, as uh, as a job as we have, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go that extra mile. And I found myself, I have found myself, and it sounds goofy to say this, I'm, I'm always, I go kind of the extra mile anyway, but since I've been around these guys that I really, really like, um, man, I find myself really going the extra mile. And like, I, we talk about like, hey, what, what's your, what's your kid doing, you know, in school? Didn't they have this game or this test coming up? You know, they're talking about it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's funny how that relationship opens up so many more ways to it just kind of drops the barriers and the insecurities mm-hmm. between everybody because you know that you know hey i'm working with dave over here like dave really gives a crap about me so if i don't know what the heck i'm doing today like we're on this crazy weird job that i'm not really familiar with or we're doing we're building some crazy bank that i haven't built before or or whatever the job may be um you know, I have relationship with Dave, so I feel comfortable asking Dave questions and letting my guard down rather than trying to fake it till I make it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what we need to do, man. We need to really concentrate on um, mentorship for those ones below us, mm-hmm. uh, brotherhood with those next to us, and then, you know, look into somebody ab- above us, that three-tier, that three-tier level of, of, um, of growth that we all need. And, but at the basis of that, at the heart of that, it's all about community and, yes. and knowing each other. Mm-hmm. And I see that too. Cause like community, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome that you said that because we are a community, dude, we have a very unique job and, a, and off that job, we have line wives, we have women who are, are friends with each other, who are, are, you know, stay at home moms who are supporting each other and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's what we are. We have our own unique community and we need to support each other. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting. You know, I went to this, uh, this apprenticeship conference where I met people that I had never met before, you know what I mean? Just via, you know, uh, zoom or whatever and having podcasts and stuff like that but i actually physically got to meet these people and shake their hands and take pictures with them and hug them and they're all great amazing individuals you know what i mean and we're all have the same purpose which is trying to get back that community that you talked about because i think like you said there is a disconnect to where production is coming first and that's overtook in that community you know yeah. what i'm saying in 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 the uh in the case of speed, right. In production, you know, um, one of the guys I work with, uh, Brock, amazing, amazing lineman. He comes from the Pacific Northwest. He's a hot sticker, super knowledgeable individual. Right. And I was listening to him talk to some of these first steps as they came in and he was talk, asking him, he's like, he's like, which one of you guys has a hard money gun, you know, and everybody's raising their hands and he starts asking what else do you have, you know, and they're like, Oh, some of these kids have, the Milwaukee chainsaws and all kinds of stuff. And he's like, okay, you understand you're breaking down conditions, right? And they're like, what do you mean? It makes the job faster. He's like, I understand that, but look at this. It went from one or two poles a day 
to now you're bringing your own tools which made it faster and easier on you, which is good for you. But now the company's expecting four, five, six pulls. Yeah. He's like, yep. where does it end? He's like, oh, when they ask you to bring in your own squirt boom. You're right. Yeah. I He's do like, it. where I does totally it really agree. end? You know? Yep. And I never looked at it in that aspect because I was a guy too, you know, whatever makes, I'm, I'm all about easy. Okay. Don't complicate it. Try to make the material as relatable to something that the person can understand. And we're not building a Swiss watch. You know, that's what they used to always tell me. Right. We're not building a Swiss watch, Dave. You know, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because we yes, have the tendency to overthink things sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that that's how I learned in the trade is keep it simple, trying to find it relatable and what makes sense to me and go with it. You know, that way I don't have to put too much thought into it because this is a trade with no wasted moves, right? Right. And uh, when we're when we're doing that, right? We're teaching these kids, you know, and we have to, we have to teach them the correct way how to do these things. Right. And have that relationship and be relatable with these guys and be mentors for these guys and just be able to show them through that community that, Hey man, it's okay to not know and ask questions because pride, right. Pride has a tendency to keep you quiet. Right. And it's that shame, right? Because you're, you're you're absolutely now all of a sudden you're you're afraid to ask questions. You're afraid to say, "Hey, man, I, I don't know this. I don't want them to know." And like you said earlier, fake it till you make it, and that will only parallel you too far. You know what I mean? Or far? You know what I mean? Not too far, but it'll only take you so yeah. far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we talk about and and what it takes to get information into someone's head and get it to stick. But mm-hmm. as from an instructor standpoint, we can only do so much um, for anybody. And this, this is just the basics of learning for anybody to learn anything. It has to start with the question of why or how, or, you know, a realization of, or of, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that not the beginning of every question. I don't know. Yeah. So, but in our trade where in, in line work, like, I mean, I'm, you know, when you're a lineman, line, linemen know everything, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there ain't nothing nobody knows. I had a guy tell me one time and I tell other apprentices this, I said, when you top out, it's like, you ever seen Highlander where they cut the guy's head off and they're like, all yeah. the knowledge just said, yeah, it's like, you know, everything. <laughs> That's what happens when you top out is lightning bolts and you, you now know everything. So, um, but the reality is, you know, we obviously don't know everything. And um, when you're on the right of way or you're on your own, you got some crazy thing going on on the job and, and, you know, you, your foreman might not know what the crap's going on and your apprentice, you know, he don't know what the heck's going on. So everybody's looking to you and you don't want to be the guy to be like, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because now what? Now what the heck do you do? You know, you got to figure it out. So um, the insecurities that go along with that, that framework, you know, is Mm. that that's where pride lives. Mm. And what that does is it doesn't allow you. It doesn't allow you to say, I don't know. And it doesn't allow you to start asking the right questions or even acknowledge to yourself that you don't know Mm. and that's that's a tough spot to be man um yeah it's you know it's taken me i've been in the trade for goodness sakes over over 20 years now and Uh like i I know what i'm about now you know and i've been training for a long time and uh been been a journeyman for a long time i think this is topped out no six so not real good with numbers but what is that 14 Something 20 like 20 yeah 16 yeah. years like that yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah i mean i've seen a lot i've done a lot and not as much as a lot not as a lot of guys done a lot more than me but i'm okay with that you know i'm yeah i'm secure with my knowledge and what i know and but it's taken me a long time to get there but a lot of these young guys that it's all about production and you know five a day or you can't stay kind of crap you know 
that that encourages that that pride mentality, that insecurity, and it doesn't allow you doesn't allow them to ask those questions, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to drop their guard. But I think uh, to tie it back to what we're talking about, man, with community, you know, if you if you are truly your brother's keeper, mm-hmm. and you truly do care about the guy that's in the bucket with you. And you truly do care about your apprentice. And to be honest, you care about your foreman, you know, we need to do what we can to build each other up yeah, and make each other better at the end of the day than we were at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And to do that, to do that, the biggest tool, I'll tell you this, the biggest tool that I have found mm-hmm. to do that on the right of way to drop other people's guard. The biggest tool I found is, for me to admit that I don't know certain mm. things. I found that. And yeah, it, I tell you what, man, shame, shame is a, is a, <laughs> it's a tricky thing. I'll tell you mm. that. And there's only a, one thing you can really do with it. And I had a, I listened to a podcast one time where this guy talked, he was talking about shame and he said, shame is like a hot cup of coffee, mm-hmm. super hot cup of coffee. The only thing that you can do, sip it. Hmm. If you do anything else with it, it's going to burn you. The only thing you can do is sip it. But he said, he goes, if you sip it all the way to the bottom, you will find fulfillment in it and freedom. And I was, that always stuck with me because that, that was such a neat analogy, such a, such a neat picture to draw about shame. Yeah. You know, it was a neat, uh, neat depiction of it. And it's true, man. I mean, what do you do with shame? You can't, if you try to do anything other than accept it, like, like, Hey, I don't like, okay, I just, I just kick the circuit. I just kick a circuit. Mm-hmm. It's done and over with. I just yeah. kick the circuit. I look like a jack wagon. You know, rather than the only thing you can do with it is accept it and say, you know what, I'm a freaking idiot. Mm-hmm. I, I screwed up. I screwed up. But if you do anything else with that, if you try to combat it with, well, it wasn't my fault. It was, you know, the circuit's fault. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that jumper. That jumper. You Got know, away uh, from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <you> know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, shame is a, uh, is a, is a big part of what stops us mm-hmm. from asking those questions and keeping us insecure. But I tell you from experience, from experience, mm-hmm. if you can sit back all the way to the bottom and just accept it and move on, you know, you're going to find a lot of strength in that. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Cause I've definitely heard too, shame is insidious and it likes to hide, you know? So when you expose it, right. It, it, it doesn't like that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. it, and it takes little exposure every single time. Cause you know, if you come to a person and you straight up ask them and I've seen this, you know, and I've had people do this to me and I'm guilty of it myself. And anybody who's really honest with himself, if someone comes and asks you straight up a question and it's accusational, the first tendency yeah. you have is, I don't know what you're talking about or, or, I did this because that dude's doing this. And next thing you know, you're throwing that dude under the bus and you don't mean to, it's just the way they came at you with the question, the way they framed it. And it's your instinct, shame, right. That causes you to do that. You know what I mean? Whereas if you would have, if they would have came at you with a different approach, you could have thought about like, you know what? You're absolutely right, man. I'm sorry. I didn't lock that up. I didn't do that. I, I, I forgot the lights. I forgot the, I forgot the reclosure. Dude, I used to have nightmares, bro. I'm telling you, I'd come home. I'd drive home four hours because I'd leave early. And I'd get home and I would have a dream that my foreman or uh, the GF was calling me at the time asking me that I had, if I had put the reclosure back to normal. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, I'd wake up. I'd like, man, did I put that sucker back to normal? <laughs> you know? Yeah, still on one shot? Oh, crap. <laughs> Oh man, my wife's like, dream. "Oh, dude, it's awful, dude." Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that was probably one of the worst gigs I ever had. Is being a being a foreman, man. There's definitely a lot Amen. of responsibility to that, dude. Holy smokes, you know what I mean? Yes, and, sir, uh, I do. But it ain't no different than leading a family. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. if you have four guys in your crew, 
four different personalities, four different sets of problems. And you got to be able to navigate each and every one of those personalities and problems. You know what I mean? Because not each of those individuals is going to be the same. You can't handle the problem with little Timmy as you can do with little Tommy. You know what I mean? Because they're two different individuals. And it's the same thing with having Jack and freaking Joe over here. You know what I mean? Jack may not like Asian chicks or whatever. And Joe might love them. You know what I mean? But for yeah. whatever reason, you know what I mean? You got, you got to be able to handle their problems and situations and be able to see their strengths and weaknesses as well. Cause to me, that, that makes a good leader, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's part of being a good leader is yeah. knowing those strengths and strengths and weaknesses in each one of our, um, the people that are, that we're leading. And mm-hmm. not only that, uh, knowing our own strengths and weaknesses. Oh, yes. You know, that's a, that's a big part of that too. But if we can, if we can encourage others to build others up in their strengths Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, you know, everybody's, I always tell the apprentices um, that I get coming through our classes, you know, everybody is good at something. Everybody's good at something. And, um, some guys are good at transformers. Some guys are really good at rigging. Some guys are amazing switching. And just because they're, they might be lacking in one area mm-hmm. um, that you're really strong in, you know, don't, don't take that for granted because he's probably going to smoke you on the next, the next little thing that we go over, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I always tell them, you know, we got to build each other up. If you see mm-hmm. somebody struggling in something and you're good at it, don't mm-hmm. just make fun of them or look how stupid that guy is. What the guy's not a freaking hand. What a piece of crap, you know, mm-hmm. don't do that. I mean, any idiot can do that. Yeah. Any stupid idiot jerk can go make fun of somebody, mm-hmm. but it takes a leader. It takes a journeyman to go over and build that guy up. That's yep. what a journeyman is. That's what a journeyman is. And um, it's not all about, you know, the five a day or you can't stay or whatever the heck. That's not a journeyman. And a journeyman is a leader. A journeyman is somebody who can build others up in their strength and vice versa. Admit their own faults, admit their own weaknesses and look for help from other mm. journeymen to build them up. That's a journeyman. Mm. And I like that you said, look for help because you're not going to know everything like we discussed earlier. And a part of that shame, a part of that pride keeps you from asking help. You know what Absolutely. I mean? You know, yes. and, when, and when you're approaching things with a, with humility and saying, Hey man, I need to call doc operations. Cause this doesn't look right. You know what I mean? I don't know how many times I've been out there, even when I was a troubleman and stuff like that. I'd be like, dude, this is not right. Something's not okay over here. This is saying it's the normal open and we open it up and there's, it's not a normal open. And everybody's telling me, you know, on the crew, well, let's just switch it anyways. Come on. It's like, no, I'm not. No, dude. <laughs> No, I'm going to call. I'm going to make some calls. You know what I mean? And yeah, thank God I, you know, had that gut feeling. I made some calls and now, you know, doc operations is telling me, yeah, don't switch that. That was never supposed to be like that. We got to figure this out. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I knew that already. I just was humble enough to say, Hey man, this isn't right. I'm going to call you and ask, you know what I mean? And it's, it's the same thing as as men you know the the old analogy or old saying you know men don't like to ask for directions well shit dude i ask for directions all the time bro i don't care. yeah you know i, mean? I, I want to get there i don't want to just waste my time because i don't like to waste moves you know yeah. what i mean if i'm gonna go over there driving around looking for all, all over the damn place i know where i'm at i know where i'm at dude, that's wasting moves to me and time yeah. is our most precious commodity we could always make enough money we could always make everything right Time is something we can never get back, brother. Yeah, I don't want to waste no time, dude. So if you got a quicker, easier way that's not going to cost uh, lives or, or or get anybody hurt, you know, in the long run, dude, I'm all about it. You know what I mean? I I, I don't want to waste time. You know what I mean? Let's 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 figure out a way to come together and and figure out this this situation or whatever we need to. And it's the same thing even with our. I always take this back to our wives, you know what I mean? Because I think the family dynamic at a whole is the most important thing right now in the United States, you know, looking at where we're at as a country, you know what I mean? We're where we're at for a reason, you know what I mean? 
Fathers yeah. were checked out, dude. Oh, yeah. Fathers were checked out. That generation was checked out because they were out there providing. And that's honorable, yeah. dude. It is. But they forgot the other thing they needed to do, which was be a leader and lead that family. And a part of being that leader is like we talked about. A good leader is being able to find your strengths and weaknesses within your family as well and deal with it. You know what I mean? Same thing with our wives. You know, a lot of times we have a tendency to fight with our wives because there's tension, right? Right. What is actual the definition of tension? I looked it up and tension is two opposing forces pulling against each other. Okay. And sometimes in marriage, that's what it feels like. We're pulling against each other. Right. But in the same token, there's bridges that are made from tension. Right. And those bridges can only stand because of that opposing force, that tension. And that tension was never made to break you. It was causing you guys to grow. And when our kids see that you can work together with their spouse, right. Right. You're going to see that as a model and they're going to have that in their head and they're going to want to mimic that in their lives. When they grow up, they're going to be like, Hey, mama and daddy, they didn't have it perfect, but my God, they freaking worked their asses off. They did what they needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you know, um, I can't remember if it was one of your guys, one of your guests that was on one of your podcasts. We're talking about uh, maybe, maybe it was Eric Allen uh, where, you know, like when you have a argument in Mm -hmm. front of your kids, a lot of times, like you run into the bedroom with your wife and you'll have this knockout drag out, right? Big old slobber knocker in there. And then the kids are like, what the heck's going on? And then you come out and they're like, is everything okay? And you're like, yeah, just don't worry about it. You know? Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was really cool how how he was talking about, you know what? Drag your kid, don't drag them in there, but let them know what's going on. Like, like argue in front of your kids. Let them know how to handle conflict or how to handle that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that because man, there's a lot of un there's a lot of lessons that you could never teach those kids about a relationship in that mm-hmm. argument. And it's you know, it's amazing how a you know, God always finds purpose and, and he can always drag good out of every crazy situation that we think is just, you know, the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you that look back on my, <laughs> my childhood, my, my parents, you know, they, I can remember a few pretty good knockout drag outs and um, I, ne- I never understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. Never did, you know, and it would just end in this big crazy mess and being a little kid, I, like you said, you know, you're always wondering like, man, was it something I did or what mm-hmm. are they arguing or, you know, and um, man, I think that's a really good tool to use mm-hmm. in front of your kids. Meaning like, if you have an argument, even if you do go into the bedroom, have an argument, you know, Hey, tell your kids like, Hey guys, everything's fine. You know I mean? me and mom are just arguing over this and we just disagree. She wants this. I want this and, and break it down for them. Let them know what's going on. And it, you'd be surprised because if they're watching, you yep. think they're not watching, they're watching, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're watching. They know. Than you think they're watching. <laughs> and uh, they're listening a lot more than you think they're listening. And there's a, you can turn that, that goofy argument into a blessing for your yes. family to make you guys all stronger. So no, absolutely, man. I agree with you 100%, brother. Um, I wanted to ask you before we get off of here, Cody, what is one thing that you can tell our audience, father, lineman, husband, whatever, what would you tell them right now that could help them? Man, I was given some advice one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this. A dumb man learned from his own mistakes. A wise man will learn from other people's mistakes, Mm. but a stupid man will do neither. Wow. A stupid man will do neither. And I'll say that again. A dumb man will learn from his own mistakes. Mm. You know, you put your hand in fire, you're going to learn that that hurts. You're dumb. We're all dumb in the beginning. A wise man will look, will will learn from other people's mistakes and so a wise man will view somebody making a mistake and learn from that guy's pain mm-hmm. but a stupid man will do neither and that always stuck with me because 
I, I asked a question like, what's the difference between dumb and stupid? And they told me that. And I was like, holy cow, like that's, that's, that's it, man, stupid. And with as much stupid that is going out there in the world right now, um, you know, we got, we have people making some just crazy decisions, bad decisions. Uh, fathers, linemen, just everybody, man. This whole world's going crazy, it seems like. And mm-hmm. um, if we could just learn from other people's mistakes, at minimum, be the dumb man, at minimum. Mm-hmm. Be the dumb man. Learn from your own mistakes, but try to be the wise man and learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if we could do that, I think we would. We'd be better fathers. We'd be better, better uh, friends, better linemen. All the above. Mm. Right on, man, Cody. Thank you so much for coming on here and just sharing all your wisdom with us, brother. I appreciate you. Um, I know you got some awesome stuff coming up. I can't wait for it to to launch, brother. Cause you are yeah. amazing, dude. And uh, how can people get a hold of you and follow you and stuff like that? So I've got a Instagram, just Cody Sandoval on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Starting a little side project, Highline Academy. So if you want to go on uh, Instagram and YouTube, um, just Highline Academy mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, yeah, I even have a TikTok, man. How crazy is that? I would have never <laughs> even thought. That was the thing. I heard the tricons on them or something, so I'm kind of torn up about it. But I even have a TikTok. Right on, man. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> kind of weird, brother. Yeah. It's a new territory for me. But uh, yeah, so man, I'd love to. I'd love to get on there. Um, I'd love to talk to some guys. I'd love to love to interact with you guys. So if you have any questions about anything, trainers, if you're out there, if you need to help setting up a class if you need help with curriculum whatever I, we do a lot so uh, if i can help you in any way i will man just drop me a line absolutely brother and once again thank you for coming on man and uh guys for listening man if you guys want to learn more about what cody's doing follow him where he said to be followed at and uh man this guy knows his transformer theory so apprentices i know you guys like listening to this podcast and we appreciate you you guys are having trouble with your banks or anything like that he's got this awesome stuff coming out soon and we'll just keep you guys posted on that all right man once again thank you for being a show up dad and thank you for supporting us and being a part of this show thanks dave i'm honored man i'm honored absolutely brother have a good one you too